Hello, and welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where we get that look of total instant pleasure as we watch the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 56th episode in the series, Nothing to Fear But Fear Itself. 56? 56, boy! 56! <laughs> Anytime that number comes up, it's like you have to respond that way or you're not a real Golden Girls fan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely one of those out of context things you just scream at normal people. Same <laughs> and thing like, in 68. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and dead. <laughs> Don't forget dead. Oh my god. Um this one, the fear-based episode. I <laughs> I like this episode. It's so dorky, but it's so great. Um <laughs> I think I think this is actually like a great it's almost like a sitcom template, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like three main characters, three fears. They all get over it at the same time and then all wraps up. You know, it's like it's hilarious and it's totally in that like non continuity thing of like my biggest fear in the world. And you're like, oh, really? It doesn't hasn't come up before or <laughs> after. <laughs> you're flying the Bahamas every other weekend for a wedding <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But OK, sure. But OK, sure. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Season one, like, Bahamas happening all the time. And the random um, island. Like, you've been on planes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has happened before. Um, speaking of the beginning of the episode, is, is the front door Zoom, like, the new thing? <laughs> the yeah, new I again. think it's the new car pulling up into yeah, the driveway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Uh, but, yeah, but starting from the top, you know, you got Sophia making her lasagna and everything. I also love that, like, when she asks them to taste it, their their taste of lasagna is like the tiniest bit of sauce on a spoon. <laughs> you're like, I understand we can't have you chomping on a big piece, but you're not really getting the full, the full. Not effect. even a lasagna. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, I do have one thing in my notes that says "Daughters of Italy Cooking Contest Judge is my dream job," which is true. <laughs> and I wrote these notes. I wrote these notes like a couple weeks ago, so I'm rereading that I'm like yes that does check out I would love to be a judge in a cooking contest (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I don't know is it like the daughters of the confederacy though like you have to prove that like you're Italian I mean you know you gotta have I I took a 23 in me (laughs) I could do it I am from central eastern Europe (laughs) hilarious um also crying from the mail again What if they think on that's two instances of that? Oh my god, it's it's amazing. I like I never like when I was watching this, I never actually picked up on that piece and that like you know again completely unintentional but deep cut reference to another episode. It's just so great. There's another um, one too because Dorothy says, "I take it no member of your family was ever a returning champion on Jeopardy." Yes. to Rose, which is also a flash forward. It's it's so, so many, so many. It's so great. Also, I realized that I feel, I feel I feel like we started this episode so, like, just jumping into anecdotes. And it does remind me that, like, this is almost like a PSA in the middle of this episode. But we definitely have had, I don't know, a comment or two. Um, and I really appreciate everyone who leaves comments on our podcast anywhere. iTunes especially, because Apple rules the world, but whatever. Um, but they were like, I love your podcast, but, like can we get some summaries so I know what you're talking about? But I just, I just kind of want to put it out there as like a public answer of like, no, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, we kind of, we started this podcast with the intent that 
if you're listening to a television show podcast, like nine times out of 10, you've watched the episode in question <laughs> that we're actually, you know, talking about and discussing. If, if not, you know, obviously the super, super fans who have seen them a million times and know, you know, what we're talking about when we're yelling 56 and 68, <laughs> etc. But, you know, just in the kindest way possible, I definitely request that if you do find yourself in that position of watching the episode that we're watching uh, or that we're talking about, rather, um, because we don't we don't want to waste time with summaries when you can just tap into Hulu. You know, I mean, DM us. We'll give you our login, whatever, man. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> just watch it beforehand because they're going to do it way better than we ever do. And then we're just going to attempt to speak to it afterwards. So. Thank you. This has been a PSA from Sarah at Enough Wicker. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, you know, the to be frank, the premise of this one is that they all have fears. Rose and Dorothy have real fears. And Blanche's fear is being with a bunch of bald men in an enclosed space. Which, like, I, mean, it's I do want to talk about that because both Dorothy and Rose's fears, um, like, of flying and of public speaking are, like, you know, for lack of a better word, diagnosable treatable yes. you know real phobias sometimes that people have and established it's just, yeah it's so funny how Blanche this just like worked in there as a bad dream that she has where all the men are bald and it is I think I said this before on this podcast but like it is one of the few instances of reverse sexism that I've ever you know like encountered because if there was an instance of a man being like oh my worst fear is being on a plane of ugly women or like you know big women or something I would be like hey totally. daddy I never want to hear from him again but with Blanche I allow it <laughs> totally totally but yeah in terms of like the template of of a uh, sitcom writing like whoever got that one got drew the short end of the stick <laughs> like, we need to have a weird one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, speaking of sexism, too, like, there's definitely a lot of uh, looks jokes, you know, image jokes, more fat jokes in this episode, too. I mean, the um, <laughs> the naked gag, though, where <laughs> Dorothy actually gets up and they start guffawing, like, it's it's bad, but it's actually pretty funny. So funny. I know. I wrote that down. I was like, so first one, I think, I don't remember who it is, like, Dorothy or Blanche, but one of them tells Rose to, like, you know, imagine the audience naked or whatever that old yeah. cliche. And Betty White just, like, turns to, like, horror, you know? She's just, like, so disgusted and frightened. And then she looks at Blanche and she's like, no, okay. And then she looks at Dorothy and they both kind of look at Dorothy, Blanche, and Rose. And they start kind of giggling. And it, like, I wrote, you know, it's it's really mean. Like, it shouldn't be funny. But, oh, my God. When she gets up and walks away and they both, yeah, like, it, it's so funny and they're so like i don't know they're just such good actresses you know well, like it really looks like they're comedy. laughing yeah it's physical comedy because like you have that great like throw up your knees you know and like slap <laughs> your body kind of thing which is like such an astounding like i i do want to dig into that more like from a a physical reaction to humor when you actually have to like flail your arms back. it's like it's like the, uh, you know, Elaine's get out, right? Where she just <laughs> shoves people. Like, it's just a response, like, from Seinfeld. But it's, um, it's just I'm a funny. Shover. There's, I do that. They, you see, there you go. I, I was known for that in high school. I would, like, every time I would laugh or, you know, at somebody or, like, really thought they were funny, I would, like, have to physically touch them. Yeah. Slash <laughs> accost them. People would be like, ow, what the fuck? But, yeah, there's, like, some sort of reaction like that. And they really embody that where they do this like rolling laughing where you're just like yeah they're 
they're completely imagining it and their timing is perfect and everything about it is like just the way they roll it out it's just perfect acting you know and that's why it's one of those parts of the show where you're like god damn it this actually is so rude and not what i stand for but i'm still smiling because they're doing it so well you know yeah yeah and it is like you know like of course it's dorothy of course they both kind of were like okay then she gets up and it's like you know you can and i also think what is so good about that scene is like you can imagine them imagining her naked you know and it's like I don't know. I feel like it really pulls it together and is very illustrative in a way that um, yeah. is kind of special, even for this show, but, you know, for TV in general. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, okay, so the next thing I want to move to, if we could for a moment, is um, so when Dorothy and Sophia are talking about, like, I think they're just kind of, like, reminiscing about family and stuff. And Sophia talks about the veal parmesan metaphor for the marriage and, like, yada, yada, <laughs> you know, with Sal. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, my God. Is it, Sal is, you know, I, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I think the general's feeling towards Sal is negative. People don't really like him. And I always kind of felt pretty, um, like, apathetic. But he does seem so annoying like they got into this big fight and Sophia made this big meal and his like contribution to their like reconciliation is calling it you know I I just I don't know it it really put me off a lot it's like I'm the veal I'm so tough and you're like hot and that's it like oh god I didn't well it's like what you just like you're just gonna say some fake poetry and that's that's (laughs) gonna solve things you know it's like It's like the perfect example of a cop-out, right? And it's like so much of this traditional male role, you know, at that time as well. And like I said, I've always, you know, when we talked about this the last time, like, I think Sal's funny, you know? I mean, I just so adore is like, I going out to get some air. What, we got air in the house. I like beer with my air, you know? Just all of that, like, you know, his, his goofiness. Yeah. But yeah, in the rewatch... And particularly being a woman of a certain age and having met a lot of shitty men in my life, right. you're just like, oh, <laughs> Sal, you got to get it together. And we haven't even blow the whole business and blame it on his partner yet, you know? So, right. uh, yeah, there's Still a lot. To come. <laughs> Still to come. Um, uh, but also... speaking of Sophia, real real quick, the, uh, the part, I, I'm just, I'm laughing so much about uh, just thinking about this because it's so off. The part where Rose is telling the story in the kitchen. I forget if that's before <laughs> or after the veal part, but like Same Sophia, scene. Sophia what yeah. Sophia walks over to Rose's story like she's really interested. Did you actually notice that? It's like I don't know, I wrote something. It's gotta be a bad, like it, I don't know, it's just like a bad directing fluke or something like that. Because it's like <laughs> she walks over like, wow, this is an interesting story. And you're like, no, it's not. And your character would never think that whatsoever you know she's talking about valedictorian shit anyway it's uh it's crazy oh yeah the valedictorian i actually um you know we uh once again to promote our social media we posted one of rose nyland uh, rose rose's resume a couple oh, right. maybe like a couple months ago at this point and i'm gonna repost it because like it is it's so funny she was the valedictorian because they drew straws and that feels right to me for saint Olaf. Absolutely. you know like they're not Absolutely. they're not rewarding academic success there yeah for real (laughs) anyway what were you gonna say earlier um well I was gonna actually go it's that same scene but 
when they're talking about conception and stuff, like, you know, I have a very low tolerance for like anything related to like sex and parents. <laughs> like, I feel like if something's rated <laughs> above PG-13, they start kissing. I'm like, TV off. <laughs> Ew. Mom. But it did, I was like, I don't know how people feel about that in general, like talking to your parents about your own conception but I think most people would not want to do that <laughs> like you know Dorothy's there having that conversation yeah and I, I you know it's just like Sophia is one of their friends so it's kind of unavoidable but like ugh, put cheese between you <laughs> yeah I wasn't gonna tell you till you're 70 but uh <laughs> you know I mean <laughs> <laughs> you can handle it now <laughs> seriously so yeah but it's like I don't know it's it's that part of that whole like well you're old enough now and I guess you know we're both like well into adulthood or something like that I mean who knows but but yeah it's still gross either way yeah all right I just want to make sure (laughs) um and then one other thing I wanted to point out and I I hope she can't hear it but you know uh when Rose is telling the story and she sidetracks and she's like all going on about all the people who were there she's like old Johansson young Johansson fat Jerry like she's naming all of these unnecessary details and like that is how Michelle tells stories. <laughs> she like <laughs> will take like a side road that is like completely not relevant to the point. And it's like, all right, we got to land the plane. Let's go. Let's, let's bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> but it made me laugh a lot. That's awesome. There are a lot of people telling the stories that way. So you're mm-hmm. in good company, Michelle. Yes. It's not just her. I love it. Um, well, speaking of weird stories too. Right. And she's talking about, okay, you know, practice my eulogy and, She's like, that's where Uncle Gunther will be, you know, and it would help if you'd hum, you know, and she goes in this whole thing where Uncle Gunther hums a lot. Um, but if he has something important to say, he spells it out in salt <laughs> and then completely unnecessary black joke. Like they're like, oh, but if he's quoting a song by the four tops, then he spells it out. And then Dorothy and Blanche are like in pepper. <laughs> like what oh. is that? It's no. like, it's not even funny. It's like just a random story. And anyway, I just thought it was like, it was so bizarre to watch it play out, right? It was just very strange. And especially with like the joint answer from Dorothy and Blanche. I don't know. It just struck me as really odd. It's really, yeah. Like that's such a joke that would have not even, you know, like maybe people would have laughed, but it wouldn't have been like written about, you know? And I, yeah. um, I know I've talked about this a couple times, but like I've been watching The Nanny and there's a lot of jokes that like <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. Literally I all talk I about it about every day. <laughs> I'm truly like, is anybody else watching? Um, but so there's so many jokes from that, which was like, you know, 10 years after, or I think it came on in um, 90s or went off there in 97. I don't know. It was after the Golden Girls. But, um, you know, there's so, so many jokes on that that you couldn't make. There's like, eating disorder jokes and like a lot of date rape jokes like it's just it just I think is actually something good (laughs) to reflect on how far we have come as a society where so many of these things are like completely unacceptable and would be like called out um and uh unrelated to that actually I wanted to also say another foreshadowing moment is Dorothy says she would hate to give a eulogy you know but we know she has to for Phil it's very like I know. Very sad. Yeah. Ooh, that's a weird. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Oh shit. 
yeah, that is not that is not a fun one. That's not a Jeopardy fun one. Always here to bring it down. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm about to bring it back up because when Blanche says, uh, you know, like, what would you say about me? Um, it's a very Blanche thing to ask. And of course. you watch She's Creep, right? Yeah. Moira does the same thing when there's like, a, and I was like, yeah, like, that's such a similarity of those two, like, very sort of like vain intensely as their top vain characters. characters like right like they they would of course ask that exactly and it works <laughs> it works <laughs> do you have anything else uh before we get on this plane <laughs> great question um well i guess like to go back though and or you know after Blanche asks the question, like, what would you say about me? Yeah. And Dorothy answers with all, whatever. And then Blanche is like, I would say, I always felt safe having you in the house. I know. <laughs> and, and I take so out funny. the garbage. Yeah. And then, and then this might be one of the fat jokes you were talking about, but it also is very funny and, you know, like a real good for you moment for Dorothy. Yeah. When yeah. she's at the end, she's like, I forgot I would also say you're fat. <laughs> Exactly. Terrible, exactly. It's terrible, but it's like, again, with the B. Arthur comeback, you know, you can't help but just be charmed a little bit. All right, so let's get on the plane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, actually, I do want to say the whole, the whole, please don't let them take me that Dorothy does. Um, <laughs> it's the same exact energy to, oh, God, I'm crazy nuts about this guy, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> It is so funny with the big eyes and everything. I just, I wanted to note that because that's exactly the part that, uh, you know, the line that I remember that that reminded me of. That is totally true. Yeah, I haven't watched this one, I guess, as much as I thought I did. Um, because once I, once I actually, you know, they don't, first of all, Dorothy looks great in her funeral outfit, I think. She <laughs> She's pretty stunning. She looks really good. But then, you know, Blanche is telling this, like, persevering story and everything and she says buttocks tight I said like she goes in this whole thing about like tight buttocks and she says buttocks tight I said I'm like I have no memory zero memory of that line ever. oh my god I wrote that down I said it's definitely cut from syndication 100 oh, okay. it might have even been cut from so? lifetime yeah because it I had to have been was lifetime. Like, yeah Definitely. Because I, I think I've never of... I've never watched um you know, I'm an old schooler, like I, I grew up on the lifetime <laughs> ones, as opposed to like I know that um like a people watching move. today. Oh my god, Hallmark, we've talked about this before too. Like they cut out entire scenes where you actually don't understand what's going on. Like it's like, okay guys, you can't I know we have to squeeze in every bit of commercial here, but like you can't make it not make sense. <laughs> so right. that's true. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like those like scrambled YouTube videos from years back where they were like it was like Peppa Pig, but not really Peppa Pig. It was like people were making fucked up like fake kids shows. That's what like that's what it feels paper. like sometimes. Yeah, to watch it, but that's good to know that it probably wasn't on Lifetime. Do you think because they she said buttocks? I, or do you I think it was just racy for fucking daytime? Oh, God, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, um... I don't think so. There's a lot of other racy stuff, but I mean, I think it's. Um, it must have just been superfluous because it's just a weird speech and she goes on for a bit. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I think it was cut. Um, I did want to say one thing. Dorothy does look wonderful. It's a great outfit. But yeah, right. She is wearing a wool scarf <laughs> to the Bahamas. I did want to point that out because like, yep. I don't know. We've talked about this a couple of times, but like the outfits 
they're not always Miami. <laughs> it's very a lot true. of layers. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of air conditioning in both Miami yeah, and you know and uh, <laughs> the Bahamas, I guess. I Although guess they'll so. probably have to walk outside after the plane. But anyway, I would uh, assume. Oh my god, so funny. But uh, so <laughs> the line where uh, they're talking about you know unless they happen to glance at the bruises on my forearms. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend in high school who we flew on like a tiny prop plane from, I believe, Allentown, Pennsylvania to question mark connecting airport. I don't know where to go to Florida. Um, Very, very pertinent to go to Florida. The first time I ever went to Disney World. Um, And um, she held she was so scared of the tiny plane. She grabbed my hand and held it the entire flight. Like, I first thought it was just going to be for, like, just the beginning, you know, just for takeoff. Take off, and then she yeah. just, like, gripped it, like, forever. And I was like, okay, I guess we're holding hands. <laughs> it's very strange. And that's what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've been in this situation. I, I didn't come away with bruises, but it was definitely, you know, it was a it was a pincer grip. Um, also, yeah. the, uh, the, so the, the plane, Meg Wiley, right? She is... Ugh queen <laughs> yeah she she is in no less than four different roles in this series which i absolutely love and again this goes back to what we talk about all the time where it's just like you find somebody you like and like to act with you just keep them like what the hell you know arnie becomes miles and, you know i mean just like make it up whatever everybody mr ha he's back too um Work for me. but i i really i i do like this particular uh this particular act uh sorry character of hers because she just i mean it's it's also about like the outfit and just the fact that you know they're stewardesses and not flight (laughs) attendants and just the whole package really she's great yeah she is she is and i this is the first time this is her first appearance right i i believe so yes yeah she's so good and she's so like I, I don't know. I feel like her part in this episode is so small, but she really makes the most of the scenes that she has, um, which is maybe also why they brought her back. Um, yeah. she. I mean, she kind of dominates the entire plane trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not remembering Blanche's weird speech, but I definitely remember her. <laughs> um, I also, I was like, okay, so how do they have champagne on this flight? This very oh short flight from Miami to the Bahamas, which I love, but... I think this is the only time we see like a buzz Dorothy, you know, cause she's like, loose <laughs> oh, and she's, like right. she makes that like rigid joke about Aunt Gretchen, which I love. Um, <laughs> and it's so much fun. And I, I wish we got to see that a little more. I wish we saw her after she had three margaritas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's a good point. But also don't forget, like, aren't we still sort of in the golden age of air travel? Or I mean, we're coming out right. of it. Reagan's America, I guess, where he just like kept it for everybody. I mean, for uh, away, took it away from everybody and just kept it for the rich people. But um, yeah, like he did with everything, (laughs) like he did with everything. But uh, yeah, it just seems it seems like borderline. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll buy it. (laughs) Yeah, I actually wrote. um, So people who listen to this will know that Sarah and I met working at a museum. It's an unnamed museum because we don't want to get sued. But um, (laughs) did they remind you? Did you ever go on the the cockpit of the Concorde at this unnamed museum? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And And it it reminded me a lot of the Concorde. The seats and like the, just like the overall, the look of it reminded me of the inside of the Concorde. 
Oh, actually, obviously we're not flying, but it was very similar to like that type of plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was for the modern agers who could just look back at only twenty years ago and be like, "Wow, amazing! <laughs> this is how we used to travel, everybody." Yeah, can we, can we talk about the bolt. I want to oh. talk about the bolt because, oh, of course, <laughs> as you explained, the the big fear here on the plane. Okay, like yes giving a eulogy yes bald men whatever but like Dorothy has the fear of flying and they're on a plane okay that's the big deal right that's why she's drinking champagne all of this stuff and then (laughs) Rose finds this bolt and is like oh what is this you think what what you know what is it for and they're just you know that they freak out about it and then as like a fun callback joke you know good old Cool. Meg Wiley is up there and she's like, and if anybody, uh, you know, found a, a ball, please give back. It fell off the uh, beverage cart. Yeah, that's right. And it's like so <laughs> obviously, you know, the like, oh, this is a big deal. And they even show the characters sort of like listening to her make that announcement and taking it in. And it always drove me insane that they never gave the bolt back. Like, dude, this is your absolute fear. And she basically just admitted that it was true. <laughs> you better fucking give that goddamn bolt back. You know, it is, uh, you know, it's not the Copacabana. They're, they're going to fall apart. Yeah. Instead, they make a no talking rule because it takes the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About the same. Oh um, yeah, I just thought it was a really funny, like, like, weird writer thing. But you're like, okay, this strayed too far from reality for me. <laughs> That's fair. I I mean, also like I um to to go more into one of the fears. So Rose, you know, like she has this fear of public speaking, and she yeah. feels like she needs to do this eulogy because she's like I don't I don't remember. She's like the oldest niece or what? It's <laughs> yeah, something it's being so a niece. Something. Um, and you know I have no respect for tradition, so I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but like I did think that it was very rose to do to, to not even entertain the idea that she wouldn't have to do it and um it kate brown's book about rose and the american dream and her steadfast commitment to you know working hard and doing what's right and doing what you're supposed to do and that's why she would never just not do it because like you know the answer to this not being on the plane without the bolt and like you know it, it's just like rose could have just said no but she would never say no which yes, I exactly I, I think is important to like establish like why they're doing this and also like it's so nice that Dorothy is willing to go with her yes, despite for the such fear a dumb of, conceit, of conceit so dumb <laughs> it's so but yeah. dumb but yes she clearly is the one I'm most proud of and deserves all of the champagne and deserve to return the bolt but whatever they made it she sure does <laughs> um I also have I also have a line in my notes, which I don't know how people will feel about this, but it the scene on the plane reminds me of how much I absolutely hate the Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. And I also <laughs> feel like I'm going to bring this up because everybody's always like, I'm always like, yeah, like, you know, Adam Sandler's not really like my type of comedy. And I feel like the answer to that is like, well, what about the, you must like The Wedding Singer. And it's like, no, no, I do not. <laughs> I only like the Golden Girls episode in the plane, nothing else. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I actually have never seen The Wedding Singer. How about well, that? Well, you're better for that. <laughs> We're <laughs> going to get so much hate reviews. <laughs> so much flack. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have told you guys about iTunes. Just kidding. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's uh, one more note I want to say about the fear uh, and and the also like my my suspension of disbelief <laughs> is that. Another thing is like, you know, Dorothy doesn't lean back. Like she's leaning over to look out the window, right? When he, the captain makes the tip over joke and every, everybody oh. else like bounces back, but she like does this slow linger where she's like, Oh God, like rolling her eyes. And I was like, it's, it's kind of along the lines of the bolt thing. Like, I don't believe it. Or the, either that, or like she's cured at that moment, <laughs> you know, like she's like, I'm cool with this. But I Fear always thought it was really funny that she didn't bounce immediately back, right? Like, it's just, maybe it's the drinks. I don't know. Uh, but that part was always really funny to me, too. It's just, it, it just takes a, it starts like a regular episode and then just gets extra bizarre, you know, including the fact that Rose is just like, well, yeah, maybe I will get up and speak totally fine, not stumble over my words or feel like I'm going to throw up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything real. When somebody make a, you know, try to overcome their fear. It's just hilarious to me. It is. And I think it is, um, like, speaking of typical sitcom stuff, every sitcom has, like, a plane crash episode. Plane crash episode, obviously. But I think that that's also a nice nod to the show because – they do tackle like air travel in a different way. It's, you know, like she has like a yeah. very paralyzing fear and she gets on this plane and everything's fine. And, you know, Aunt Gretchen got a very nice eulogy. She helped Rose not be scared. <laughs> exactly. Goodbye, Aunt Gretchen. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it made me think of the plane crash. Like, I don't have a plane crash episode, but they did, you know, have a a boat crash episode. So right. I guess, yeah. I guess that makes up for it. Off, off scene, you know, so we don't have to put the, the budget into it. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for this one. Me too. All right. <laughs> all right. Join us next time, team. We're going to discuss thanking Reagan for Medicare and implicitly blaming nuclear war on Gorbachev. Very American. <laughs> yeah. See you later, patriots. <laughs>